Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Katie. I'm joined by Bonnie, Leah, and Debbie talking about our one cool funny gal. Debbie already talked about Mabel Norman, but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. So my question for you guys is, why do you think there's a stereotype that women are not funny? Because they haven't <laughs> met me, and I'm freaking <laughs> hilarious. You can yeah. ask my dogs. <laughs> no, they have no idea how funny I am. No, no, it, it's it's patriarchy. Like, fair. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking um, a lot of the, you know, who's the funniest and best of and all that stuff. Like those lists are usually made by dudes um, of the funny list. And then I think comedy is connection. Like you get a joke when you connect with the joke. And women for all of their lives have been told and trained to connect with men and women. You know what I mean? Like we can see ourselves, whether it's a a male joke or male character or female character, but men, not so much, not so much to connect with an opposite genders, you know, connection sort of thing, even if it's the same problem. (laughs) Um, So I think a lot of comedy is connection. I can picture myself doing that, or I've had that same problem, or I've had that same crazy situation. Ha ha, let's laugh at it together. Um, I think that's part of it. But a lot of it's patriarchy. Yeah, what Bonnie said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it is. And and I think part of it, like in the movies, is like billing. You, yeah. you always hear about Laurel and Hardy and never about the girl that was with them. Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, I think. Yeah, the road movies. Moves, yeah. movies. There mm-hmm. was always a girl in it, but she was just kind of there as a foil for him. And right. they've always treated women like the straight guy to the funny one. Right. Um, Except George George Burns and Gracie Allen. Gracie, notable, notable exception. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I dig it. Katie, what do you think? Those are all such interesting points. The first thing that came to my mind is a lot of comedy is about rule breaking, oh, like yeah, taking yeah. it yeah. a step further, and women are held to such a higher standard than men historically speaking in our behavior and what we say we're supposedly the moral compass of things right no pressure yeah Yeah. (laughs) no no so I feel like maybe that plays into it that we can't be the funny one or the funny guy because we're there to be the moral compass and to keep everybody on the right I don't know it's like debauchery. <laughs> if yeah, she's right. willing to go off the rails and anything's, you know, absolutely topsy turvy. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Who will teach the children? <laughs> I can think about that like level of um, like little boys and fart jokes, right? Yeah. I think at this point in time, we understand that women think fart jokes, uh, some women think they're just as funny. Correct. As teenage boys, right? Yes. there's this stereotype that women have to be ladylike and if they say it or do it it's not funny because of these 
imaginary rules we have for women. I know. The patriarchy, <laughs> right, Bonnie? The patriarchy. <laughs> Nobody's ever accused me of being ladylike. Ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Usually my response is like, oh, that wasn't ladylike. I'm like, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this man. Is new? <laughs> Do you remember, Leah, when I would come to your house and I would belch? And they would compare me to that boy in Sammy's elementary school class yes. and mock me. <laughs> I took it as a badge of honor. I'm like, look at you. Right. You've reached the status of a, whatever it was at the time. Third grader. Congrats. <laughs> I will make you a Girl Scout patch for that. <laughs> like, you sound like you do don't go over there and belch anymore. <laughs> when I used to. Used to. I'm just picturing you just walking in the door and just that. <laughs> And then turn around and leave. Katie's here. <laughs> exactly. I see nothing wrong with it. Right before we started, I had an awesome burp that I'm actually feeling bad was not recorded on air. It was before the record button. I was like, damn it, that is just a waste of good burpage. <laughs> oh, no, I think Katie's screen froze again. No. Oh, no. She's just really deep in thought. <laughs> but She's she, just she staring at you adoringly. It's like a, she's contemplating her next belch. She's gonna murder me. <laughs> if Katie comes think- back and burps on cue, though, I'm gonna be so impressed. <laughs> It'll be amazing. Glory. <gasps> Katie's back. Katie. <laughs> We're fine. We're thinking it's a the curse of the four square. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And everybody's going to drop out when it's their cool thing. And then, you know, <laughs> like first it was murder and then it was burps. Well, yeah. I had a there giant belch while I was gone. Oh, is that the real reason you dropped out? We would have loved to have heard it. No, I think it I was the power of the belch you. killed your internet. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I love it. Okay. okay. I feel very unnatural. I don't know how you just did that, Debbie, so naturally. What? It's presented your lady so naturally. Oh, I'm oh, like, gotcha. phone over here. <laughs> yes. I, I printed it out in big type and yes. set it next to me so that I could just like glance over. Everybody's and I wrote it in outline form system. so I didn't lose my place easily. There you go. It's everybody's fine. it's all good whether it's outline or on your phone or on your laptop yeah. or you have like yeah. smoke signals going on in the window outside it's all good yeah the um, funny thing is yeah the funny thing is how similar this is to when i used to do sermons in church well used to i still do occasionally um and this is remarkably similar ah katie beautiful yes. four square yes <laughs> Okay. Who is your one cool person? <laughs> so this was really hard for me because I love easy. funny women. Yes. It's mm-hmm. amazing. They're definitely who inspire me. I know like growing up, I wasn't going to be popular or make friends with my looks. <laughs> You're pulling <laughs> a Carrie Fisher because didn't Carrie Fisher say, I knew I wasn't going to be pretty like my mom, so I better be funny. <laughs> right. And you know, I almost feel bad quoting that, but I feel like there's like a grain of truth through it. Absolutely. Like you got to work with what you got. Yes. <laughs> Maybe, but like Carrie Fisher, you are still pretty. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You're gorgeous, darling. Thank you. 
So growing up, definitely humor was important to me and a big part of my personality. So of course, when I looked to role models, a lot of them were funny women. Um, And one of those was my own grandmother, my granny. She was always hilarious. (laughs) Since I'm pretty sure nobody in my family listens to this, I will tell you that one time while having a long conversation with her, she straight up asked me how lesbians have sex. I remember this. I wasn't there. I remember you telling me about this. And I'm like, I love your grandmother. (laughs) You know, I mean, and and she always like, she didn't mind being part of a joke and playing it out. So when I was thinking about funny women, I just kept thinking about my granny. And one of my favorite memories is when we went on vacation to Universal Studios and they had one of those like pull some of the audience on stage to do something. And they pulled my granny on stage and she got to act out the Lucille Ball scene from the candy shop. Oh, yes, with the conveyor belt and the chocolates and all of that. So was that the I Love Lucy? Yeah, the I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She had like four different shows with her name in the title. Yeah, Love Lucy, Lucy, the Lucy show. But yes, it was I Love Lucy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I just kept thinking about my grandma being on stage at Universal Studios pretending to be Lucy. And I think that Lucy was a pioneer of women comedian and women in a lot of different ways, as I've learned through researching her. So it just felt like a really good fit to go with her as my one funny lady. Yeah, you've got that connection there like instantly too. So yeah, that was beautiful. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love how she like, she made herself a, a character, almost like her own brand of who is Lucy. Um, and it wasn't, it, and it was a character because for one thing, how many of you knew she wasn't a natural redhead? Oh yeah. I, yeah. I you guys knew yes. as somebody who dyes her hair red on occasion, I'll be like, Hey, Lucille Ball <laughs> also <laughs> said nothing's red me. about me. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like she owned it, you know? Yeah. She's like, I am me. You see some of me there, but I'm also the character I created. And I love how much emphasis was put on the fact that she acted this comedy, um, not just with what she said, but with her body language and her expression. Yeah. It was like full, um, uh, full figured comedy. (laughs) Right. It was, it was so captivating to people. Um, and I know through research and through listening to, um, the, your episode about Lucille Ball on My Gal Friday? Yes, the Your Gal Friday episode. Your yes. Gal Friday. I always say it wrong. My <laughs> gal, fine. your gal. Everybody does. Our but gal. Listen to it, so that's all I care about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Call it whatever, just download it because it's fun. Right. It is. And you got to link it into this one because it's going to totally go right. more in depth than I am during this. But I know from listening to that that um, I think. Oh shit, I lost my train of thought, guys. <laughs> it's okay. Totally happens. Okay. No, I know from that that she really fed off the energy of a crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah. And performing yeah. live, that that was a big part of it. And that was a big source of her energy. Um, and being able to have this comedic timing was having that live audience, mm-hmm. which was also very revolutionary for the time because most shows were not filmed in front of a live audience. And her, fil- her show was filmed on three different cameras. Yeah, film, so it could be uh, replayed at you know as reruns. Mm-hmm. 
she definitely had a lot of like uh, record breaking uh, parts of her career. Yeah. So, and then it's kind of crazy because we see these celebrities um, in their huge success, but she had to work so hard to get where she was. Yes. Yeah. Leah, you know this. She was actually dubbed the queen of B movies. Yeah. Because of how many different low budget B movies she starred in. She was in some crap. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I I want to find the statistic, but I think it was like in 10 years she was in 140 different films during a 10-year span. It would sound about right. <laughs> right. Doing like little bit characters here and there, but you know, showing up for a day, you're still you're like you're getting paid, you're in it. <laughs> yeah. Right? And she just kept like working at it and working at it trying and not giving up and she definitely faced a lot of adversity um, because she knew at the age of 12 that entertainment was a career she wanted to to pursue she wanted to be an actress and entertain people um, but a lot of the feedback she got was you're not good yeah not leading laden material you're, yeah she went to an acting school and she was actually in class with betty davis Oh, Betty Davis eyes. (laughs) And she said she was so distracted and nervous around Betty Davis that she couldn't even perform. Well, I mean, I would be. (laughs) Right. So her mom sent her to this school and the school wrote her mom back and was like, "Mm, we don't think Lucille should be in this this school. She doesn't have a future. Yes. I know. But a lot of people would see that setback and be like fine I'm done but she was like no nope I'll find another way doing it and I will find the way that works for me and actually her first big break was doing a radio show Mm -hmm. she went from all these b movies um on film to just doing a radio show about what was it Leah husband my favorite husband yeah yeah it was basically a husband and wife kind of like riffing on each other scripted comedy sort of thing Very it was close really, to Lucy. I was going to say, yeah. it's the groundworks of I Love Lucy. Um, and it was huge. Yeah. Like, huge made her into a celebrity. Um, and because of that, she was approached by different studios um, and asked to take this radio show onto television. So she definitely paved the way because she had a lot of very certain demands to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the number one was that her husband... Desi. What is his name? Desi. Desi Desi Arnaz. Desi Arnaz. Of course it is. Desi Arnaz. I just want to call him Ricky Ricardo. I know. Ricky Ricardo. (laughs) AKA Ricky Ricardo. (laughs) The spoiler, her demand was that he would have to play her husband on the show. Mm -hmm. And the producers were very leery of that. Um, They didn't think that it would make sense that her character would have this husband. And she's like, I do have this husband and the character <laughs> is based on me. Right. So it does make yeah. sense. <laughs> um, but a lot of their fears were of that time period. He came from Cuba. We mm-hmm. weren't super cool with Cuba. It was also an interrac- interracial relationship. Right. Yes. And Lucy was like, mm, okay. She's like, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you want me to do I Love Lucy, you take Desi and that's it. Mm. So 
And her other demand, um, I, I, there were a nice handful, but the other one was also that it would be filmed in Los Angeles. Yeah. And at the time, most uh, movies, most television, not movies, most television was filmed in New York. She's like, no, I'm staying in LA. And she's got the right idea. Yeah. I want to move to the beach. Right? <laughs> Maybe that's just because I'm housebound right now in the Midwest, but I'd go to the beach. <laughs> like beach every time. <laughs> go to the beach. Right. Um, so, of course, you guys already know that I Love Lucy was a huge success. Yay! Yay! <laughs> she was able to start her own film company from this. Um, what was it called? Des Luce? Desi Lou Production. Desi Lou. Yes. Home of Star Trek. It is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's the other thing that you can learn from Your Gal Friday is that it was, um, it produced so many record-breaking, huge shows, one being Star Trek, mm-hmm. which I love Leah's story about what Lucia Ball thought Star Trek was. Oh my God. I say it. She thought it was a USO show where celebrities trek and they go on adventures. And so that's the Star Trek. And she's like, that's great. Give them money. Let's make that show. And then she read the script. <laughs> Luckily, she still really liked it. So she still paid for it. And she fought for it too. So that's good. Yeah. But she didn't know what it was at first. <laughs> and even the first run, they were like, Thumbs yeah. down, recast, not going to happen. Um, and guy. <laughs> and her company put up the money to refilm and get it out there again. Yeah. So guys, without Lucille Ball, you would not have Star Trek. Correct. You don't think you're a fan of this funny lady? You are. <laughs> totally are. <laughs> you are. Right? And then so many other big films. Um, she helped Bob Hope. She helped Carol Burnett. Yes. Was a close personal friend whose career she launched. Um, so she was just hugely influential in so many ways. Um, and just really a strong feminist who knew what she wanted. Yeah. And pursued what she wanted. Um, her personal life, like a lot of our strong feminists, didn't always jive with that. Yeah. Desi was a bit of a, what would you call it? Not a philanthropist because he didn't donate money places. <laughs> philanderer philanderer Philanderer. the drink and he liked the latest (laughs) yeah he he was a band leader Mm, he was playing shows till two three in the morning and had a wandering eye little bit so but she loved him was crazy about him was wild about him um so that was part of her solution of having him on the i love lucy show yeah like if we're together if he's not playing nightclubs things are going to be good yeah until it was worth a shot we got a show out of it (laughs) right and I think we got to give her a nod for the balance she had in her life too um because she pursued and worked hard at this career but she also became a mom and she did not become a mom until she turned 40 yeah and it was on like live on television (laughs) and there's a kitty (laughs) yes I knew that was going to happen sooner or later. But yes, you're correct. Her pregnancy was the first one that was filmed on television. Um, and as you can hear, <laughs> as you can hear on your Gal Friday, um, they couldn't even call it pregnancy then. Mm-hmm. She's expecting. But what is she expecting? A package. <laughs> A delivery from UPS. <laughs> <laughs> 
It had to come from the store because it's not like they were sleeping yeah. in the same bed. Right. They had no, like, the two no. twin bed situation that confused yeah. the shit out of me as a kid. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Do they hate each other? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I love that your kitty's loving your microphone. Your kitty wants to be a podcaster. So I am wearing my cat ears. Um, so they had their two babies, a boy and a girl, of course, Desi Jr. Okay, you guys got yeah. quiet a minute. Oh, yeah, sorry. No. Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Desi, Desi Jr. Jr. And uh, what was, help me out, Leah, Lucy? I think it was Lucy, Lucy Jr. I think it was Desi and Lucy yeah, was their kids. Joking, okay. No, no I, I think it really was. I think it was Lucy Arnaz. But it was yeah. like L-U-C-I-E. Right. Lucy. Okay. It was just spelled a little yes. bit differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds they had their age that I know this. <laughs> That's okay. She was on the show after a while too. It was like Lucy and Lucy. <laughs> exactly. I was gonna yeah. say she has this whole balance. She brought her husband. That that was my cat tail. I love that the cat's just walking right past the camera. This is magical. You can't script the shit. No. <laughs> she's obsessed with me i'm sorry it's totally fine i'm loving it i'm loving it we will now have thousands of millions of views just because there's a cat on the internet it is true cats on the internet this wouldn't happen without lucille ball correct yeah was there a cat on i love lucy um i don't know they couldn't say pregnant so i mean there had to be at some point there was there was many an episode so lucille ball brought cats yes to the internet into television <laughs> you can <Love> quote me <laughs> um but yes you're right talk. <laughs> i feel like um she did have that balance because she had her two kids she even wanted to start her two kids into show business and tried yeah. to create a show to introduce them and right. have them be part of it which is pretty amazing mom move right yes join the family empire mm. um it didn't go super great and that's okay uh desi jr's career took off a little bit the whole screen is moving because she is rubbing against it guys okay that's all right okay (laughs) she's a director (laughs) new angle new angle um (laughs) but yeah um her her desi jr what did he do guys anybody else remember musician Right. Yeah, he also okay. did some television and maybe even movies, I think. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, true. long story short, uh, Desi Sr. and her did eventually divorce. Yeah. I think they were married yeah. for about 20 years, but it finally got to the point where it was like, this isn't working for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But apparently they remained really close, good friends. He would send her flowers on her birthday and on their anniversary every year, even oh. after she remarried. Look at that. <laughs> Power move. Right. <laughs> and tail move. <laughs> and tail move. There it is. <laughs> um, and she did she did move on and get married. Um, a lot of what I read said that it was a comfortable marriage, but that her passion was always with Desi. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Oh, oh. Okay, sorry. She's let let me grab her because she's very distracting. Hi, baby. Yes, we're gonna do the rest of this together. Um, so actually, I want this. I want this. I'm making demands like Lucille Ball now, and I'm inspired. Do it. I want it in the show notes, but there was a mental floss article that came out about three days ago about Lucille Ball. Oh, 
nice. And it kind of just highlighted her like last few months alive. Gotcha. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Cat, <laughs> drool- <laughs> Cat got you. Mm. She drools when she gets pet oh. and she just shook her head oh. and drool went oh. everywhere. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Does she yeah. not understand about social distancing? No. no. Or podcasting. <laughs> or podcasting. <laughs> sorry, guys. No, you're fine. <laughs> Let me hold on to my crazy cat because I'm a crazy cat lady. There you go. I like it. I know. I mean, in case we didn't know. (laughs) I love it. But in the Mental Floss article, it went over um, her last few months. And it's definitely worth the read. Her last few days, it says. Gotcha. And that part of it was just that she was still into shenanigans. She had a friend of hers that came to see her. And the house next door was having a party. So they snuck over and stood on things to look over the fence and spy on the party. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yes. Let me see. It was her friend, Lee Tannen. They stood on milk crates in the alley um, and they spied on the party. Lucy was fascinated by the going ons, commenting on everything and eyeing everybody who ironically would have given their eye teeth to meet the crazy redhead on the other side of the wall. Yes. (laughs) I just love her. I'm imagining her like peeping over the fence, making these hilarious comedic comments on every single person she saw at this party. Like a drugster's commentary. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so that was kind of her last caper. Her last public appearance was actually um Whoa. There goes a microphone. <laughs> there goes a mic. And there's your cat butt, Bonnie. Hi. Yeah, but good okay so her last um public appearance was at the academy awards where she presented a lifetime achievement award to bob hope ah. um so hope talked lucy into making the joint appearance after many phone calls and much begging oh. finally lucy had conceded but she hated the very idea of it lucy hated putting on a wig she had chosen to wear she complained the netting gave her a goddamn headache (laughs) goddamn hope lucy complained no one cares what the hell he looks like but everybody cares what i look like god i'm so tired of myself (laughs) those are the quotes about it i love pissed off lucy (laughs) right it's amazing Fantastic. So unfortunately, um, she did have a heart condition. And shortly after her last caper and her last television show, um, she started to have significant health problems and went to the hospital and eventually passed away from her heart issues. Yeah. But I think it's because she had such an amazing heart that she, you know, it right? just it was tired. <laughs> yeah. It worked so hard for so long. Absolutely. I didn't even like get the tip of the iceberg on the amount of people she inspired that she supported um, that achieved what they did because of her. Yeah. So I definitely highly recommend going and listening to uh, Your Gal Friday to see the more in-depth view of who Lucille Ball was. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I worked in the yard. Yard work requires PDRs. It does. And Kitty has missed you and it's like we cuddle now. <laughs> well, the kitty is scared of the puppy. 
<laughs> and her natural habitat is the table I'm on, but I think she was napping and now has discovered me. So my apologies for the last few minutes. You're fine. Oh, it's cats. <laughs> oh, kitty bears. Yes. Hold on, let me... Let me wrap us up. There you go. Let me find it. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to go throw her up in the room with Josh. <laughs> Kitty eviction. Oh, no. no. She just, she loves you so much and wants to stay away from the dog so much. It's, it's disgusting. Oh my God. I like how she's Stop, trying to point to the microphone like back to you. She's like, honey, you're going to need this microphone. Let me just, let me just push this your direction along with my tail. Tail is, tail is over it. I don't know why I'm trying to pull it up on my phone. I think I, I have, <laughs> I have this memorized by now. Right. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of, okay. Yeah. That's the okay. one. <laughs> okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Go away. Believe in I got you. Got it. Believe in you. Okay. I got it. <laughs> Kitty wrestling. Okay. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool funny gal as Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast continues. Thanks for listening. You are <laughs> For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gal's Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>